Yeah, I had to learn the hard way. But once again, I look back at it now and I see why it happened. Your positive, positive, positive imprint. 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 Stories are everywhere. People and their positive action inspire positive achievements. Your PI could mean the world to you. Get ready for your positive imprint. Well, hello. Thank you so much for listening to all of these amazing and exceptional positive imprints. Well, I'm Catherine, your host of the podcast, Your Positive Imprint, the variety show featuring people all over the world whose positive actions are inspiring positive achievements. Exceptional people rise to the challenge. Music by the talented Chris Knoll. Chris's music may be found at chrisknoll.com. Follow me on Facebook and Instagram, Your Positive Imprint. Connect with me on LinkedIn. My website is yourpositiveimprint.com. You can listen to the show from my website, yourpositiveimprint.com, or of course, listen from any podcast platform, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or simply your favorite podcast platform, Your Positive Imprint. What's your P.I.? Last week, marine biologist, endangered species manager, cinematographer, diver, environmental and wildlife activist, and advocate Terry Lilly shared his ocean studies of coral reefs globally, especially off the shores of Hawaii, specifically the islands of Kauai and Oahu. Why are some reefs living while others are struggling, even dying? While conducting underwater studies of electromagnetic discharge into the coral reef from a nearby ship, Terry Lilly almost lost his life. Part two, right now with Terry Lilly. Terry, <laughs> welcome to the show. It's so good to see you again. Aloha. <laughs> Aloha to you too, and thanks for having me on. It's uh, broadcasting right now from the beautiful island of Kauai. Well, your work out in the ocean is so imperative. As scientists like yourself, biologists, are bringing information to the world and to other biologists so that comparisons can be made with their data so that we can really get a sense for what is happening in our undersea world. I know that there was an accident that you had because of what was happening up above and you were down in the water scuba diving. Yeah, I had to learn the hard way. But once again, I look back at it now and I see why it happened. So just in a, in a brief story, in 2012 through 2015, along the North Shore of Kauai, I was scuba diving almost every day, documenting the reefs dying. And I did underwater electrical studies also to pick up electromagnetic discharge into the coral reef, which shouldn't be there. There should be no electromagnetic energy naturally underwater on a coral reef. So I was putting two and two together that the military activities were damaging the coral reefs, but I didn't really have the proof at that point in time. What I didn't realize is that at the time of these underwater activities, the Navy SEALs got a notice from the Navy and it said, and I quote, for no Navy SEAL or Navy diver to get within 3,500 feet underwater of the Navy drones, submarines, or warships when they're operating their electromagnetic energy. Because if you do, you will have an immediate heart seizure. Oh my gosh. I have that document. Wait, wait, wait. So this was 
This was sent yeah. out to just the Navy SEAL divers. Just the Navy SEAL divers. One of them actually gave me the document after I got electrocuted underwater. So I did not know at the time how plasma energy weapons work, how microwave weapons work, how electromagnetic energy weapons work. They're utilizing all these underwater uh, in the Hawaiian Islands to main testing zone and the Pacific Northwest in Oregon, uh, Northern California, all the way up to Washington. So anyway, I went out scuba diving in 2015. There was a warship right offshore. I could hear the underwater, the submarines sonar going. And so I went out basically to prove that these warships were killing our coral reefs. Only a few days earlier, and these movies are up on my YouTube channel, I actually shot video of sea turtles with their flippers being blown off. Oh my gosh. Yeah, dead whales, dead dolphins on the beach. And this was all happening when you could visually see the warships offshore. So I went out to prove that these warships were discharging electricity into the coral reef and was causing a massive coral disease killing our coral reefs here. I did not know about the warnings to not get close to these warships. I'm one of the only scuba divers on the North shore of Kauai during the winter time. Almost no one dives here. And so I'm basically the only marine biologist and the only diver on the whole coastline. So I went out scuba diving. I was out diving about a thousand feet away from this Navy ship, holding onto the reef, shooting video of a diseased coral. And I basically got zapped. And most doctors and physicians that know how the body responds to being electrocuted, they did test on me. And my heart basically spasm and turned backwards. So your heart's a muscle. And if you stick your finger in an electrical socket and you get a shock, what happens, all your muscles contract. So I was underwater. I had no heart attack symptoms whatsoever, nor was I a candidate for heart attack. Good shape, all that kind of stuff. So underwater, I basically contracted and I couldn't move my arms. I couldn't move my legs. I could barely, barely breathe at all. And after a period of about a half an hour, it loosened up enough where I finally, I could swim to shore. And then I drove to Lahui at our medical clinic at Wilcox Medical Center. And when I got there and was checked in, they told me, Mr. Lilly, your, your heart's uh, in a spasm. You have no blood flow. Your arteries are clogged and, uh, and you're not going to live. Just that simple. And then they wow. said to me, uh, I have to laugh at this. I I know this flat out, I mean, it's crazy when you think about it. And they showed me all of my heart enzyme tests. My heart enzyme levels were at 14. That means your heart's dissolved and it breaks down and dissolves uh, when your enzyme levels are that high. I had no pulse hardly at all. I mean, I, nothing. My heart, you could look at all the arteries, they were totally clogged. So anyway, the, the doctor there, the physician said, uh, would you like to have your last rites? you know, because I'm going to die. And I laughed with him and I said, no, nah, not really. Unless your preacher knows all the old Hawaiian fishing chants, I don't want to talk to him. Okay. Laying <laughs> on the table and they kept saying, you're going to die. You're going to die. You're going to die. I'm sitting there going, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. Make a long story short. They finally medevaced me to Oahu to Straub Hospital. 
they relax my heart with drugs, morphine, to get it to relax. And then they put in heart stents through my femoral artery in my leg up into my heart to stabilize the arteries. A month later, I was back scuba diving. Oh, and I've goodness. done 300, Good for you, 350 Karen. scuba dives since then and surf every other day. So I'm all fine now. But the, the positive of all of that, I did all these movies in public broadcast in a radio show every week about this event. And it really bombarded the military, public relations department. And so I threatened to sue the military for billions of dollars for electrocuting me underwater. But that wasn't the right thing to do. I'm not doing what I do so I can get a bunch of money. I'm doing what I do because it's my path in life. And if I keep doing it, I get all of this beautiful gifts from nature given to me. So, you know, stuff money can't buy. The military kind of owed me one on this one. Then they allowed me to get together with them all, have direct communication with President Obama in the White House, his uh, Admiral Harris, his chief of staff, a Congresswoman Tulsi Gabbard came on as kind of my partner for a while doing these reef studies. And I got a big meeting with the military and got to present all this scientific information and even the science, by the way, on how the discharge of electricity from a submarine kills the coral. It's called electrolysis. And so we even went into the exact science of how it's killing the reef. And you know what the military said? This was a pretty wonderful thing to hear from the U.S. military. At the end of the presentation, the military said, and I quote, Mr. Lilly has hyper-documented this coral reef problem. <laughs> and us, the military, we've never even put a diver underwater to monitor our activity. We will use Mr. Lilly's information as fact. Wow. That incredible? The documentation was that, awesome. It, it, so the bottom line is the military moved their operation offshore, and now we got trillions of new corals growing back. So it's a really good example, once again, how a negative can be turned into positives. There are no negatives. And that's just the way nature works. You know, it doesn't work on negative energy. The, the earth only spins one direction. <laughs> it spins forward. It doesn't spin backwards. There is no past. There is, there basically is only a now and what is going to come to be. And so it's always going to be a positive if you learn how to flow with that forward spin. I had a wonderful conversation, by the way, with the Dalai Lama on all this stuff. I got together with him in Oahu. He completely told about my problem getting electrocuted underwater and how I'm trying to save the coral reefs from U.S. military activity. And I got together with him. Isn't you know, that amazing. And, and he gave me some absolutely beautiful, beautiful, beautiful advice. And first thing he told me, which was really cool, Mr. Lilly, there is no negative. So what happened to you is all good, only positive. Okay. And then he said, now for you to go forward, I love this statement. It's the cutest thing I ever heard. For you, you to go forward, you don't need any more Terry's out there. <laughs> <laughs> You only need one of you. You don't need any more because <laughs> what you need is to develop a beautiful garden. He speaks in metaphors. I just love it. So I'm going, Philip, a beautiful garden. And he goes, yes. And you know what a beautiful garden has? What? Many different types of flowers. 
And you know what? I said, this guy's right. He's always right. So since 2015, instead of going at this on my own, I've developed a team of hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people worldwide that are now studying the effects of underwater discharge of electricity, microwave warfare, radar towers. Matter of fact, there is an article sent to me almost every day concerning these issues that are being studied worldwide right now. And uh, so we have a big, beautiful garden growing out there and we need more people in it. We need more flowers. But once again, teaching our kids about electromagnetic energy from military microwave towers to smart meters to 5G cell phone towers is going to be highly important for the health of our planet in the future. This is so interesting. Well, I'm so glad that you survived because that's a big positive for sure. And that your garden is spreading and growing. When you were talking about the turtle and the whale being injured by the actions of the weaponry practices, but it makes you cringe and so on and so forth. But cringing isn't going to do anything. So cringing is just a reaction and we want reactions to turn into engagement. Absolutely. Uh, so, so you know, yeah. you know what we'll have on your show coming up here sometime in the near future, which would be really, really, really fun, is a few of my twelve-year-old students from around the world. Oh, that would be great. We can I, certainly I have 12, set that 12 -year -old up. Twelve-year-old students in the Philippines right now, and in other parts of the world that are out there with their underwater movie cameras, making documentary movies of the coral reefs in their area. Now, I've taught over two thousand kids here in Hawaii. And I have students here in Hawaii that started going out with me snorkeling at four years old. <laughs> and at 14 years old right now, they're making their own underwater documentary movies. Oh, that's awesome. So, Your garden is well, spreading. Yeah. In my 12-year-old class down at Nini Beach, this was so cute. So we had the head of the DLNR, which is our land, you know, environmental management government agency here in Hawaii. The head of the DLNR came out to... Uh, our Anini reef camp with all these kids. And the gal was writing up on the chalkboard all of the things that could harm a coral reef. So she writes on there, sewage, too much boating, overfishing, farm chemical runoff. Can you think of any other things that might be harming our coral reefs? And one of my 12-year-old students stood up, raised his hand, crossed his arms, serious as can be, he goes, well, it's obvious geoengineering and electromagnetic weapons training along the North Shore of Kauai from the U.S. Navy is going to kill our coral reefs before anything ever even gets to the coral reef. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this is the head biologist for our government. Yeah. It's just like, whoa, that's how much these kids are learning. So the program, yeah. the surf and reef program I'm putting together is going to take surfers and divers and marine biologists all working together. And the kids in one part of the world are gonna make movies and share them with the kids in the other part of the world. That's so we hope to have children all around the world that are trained in marine biology, videography, scientific technology, and their own cultural ways in their past, and have them do educational movies in their part of the world and teach kids in another part of the world. And then 
where you're at people that are in Idaho or Utah or somewhere that doesn't have an ocean, that's great. The kids can go out there and do mushroom studies <laughs> and see how mushrooms are affected by climate change. They can go out there and do mountain lion studies. They can go out there and do frog and amphibian studies because frogs suck in water through their skin and they don't have kidneys and filters. So if there's any problems with the water in the area, the frogs are going to be the first to die. So the kids, no matter where they are on earth, can make their own environmental movie, share it with all the other kids. Then the planet's young children are going to grow up without having all of these barriers that are put on them saying, you're not a scientist. You can't study a coral reef. Yes, Anyone indeed. is a scientist. The kids ask me all the time, Uncle Terry, I want to grow up like you and be a biologist. Well, first of all, you never need to grow up. Number two, you already are a biologist. I mean, that's what I tell my eight-year-olds. A biologist is someone that goes out there and studies the natural working system on this planet. You already are. You're out there every day with a movie camera taking sea turtle movies to see how they're doing. So you already are biologists. So getting the kids to share through social media because we can do it. And by the way, COVID is kind of causing it to happen because they can't be in the classroom. We really have a really neat future of education of kids sharing with kids studying the environment worldwide. Yes. So that gives me all the confidence, I guess, to rebirth the videos that we did in school back in the 90s and mid-2000s on the environment. And they were so cute. And these kids now are over 18. They were really fun videos. And what we did, just to kind of share a little bit, we did CPR. That was something that I came up with, conserve, protect, recycle. You know those beach balls? That you blow up. Oh, yeah. So it was a beach ball of the earth. And so we used to do little commercials where, oh my gosh, the earth is in danger. It's dying. And we'd have a doctor come out with a stethoscope and this flat earth is, <laughs> is dying. And so they bring in all of this recycling and they're cleaning up the area. And they said, oh, she's getting better. And they're pumping up the earth and they're pumping up the earth and she's getting better and better. And yay, people are doing what they're supposed to around the world. Yay. And then the earth comes back into this great beach ball shape and they saved the earth. And that was oh, so many years ago. Well, I talked to you. Now, can you imagine how yeah. powerful that would be to have that movie clip you just described and have that shown to 10, 11, 12-year-old kids all around the world? Absolutely. And then having, having them to make that. one movie of their environment and sharing it back. I mean, that would be absolutely precious. Yeah, I will certainly put that out. And, you know, I talked to one of the students who was part of another environmental film that we did. She lives in Washington, D.C. And she said, I'm 27 years old. I was working so hard on student council with you back in the mid-2000s. And now I'm 27, and I feel like, what did that do? And I told her, it did a lot. It did a lot because we didn't regress. We may not be moving as fast as what they want to see. And she said, so what kind of a future do I have as a 27-year-old when I look into the future? Am I going to have to be working this hard 
in order to just stay alive within an environment that will keep me alive. That brings me to a quote that I want to share. I don't want it to be a negative quote because it's a positive quote to get people engaged Mm -hmm. and to get them to think and reflect. But I had a fellow on the podcast just this week, Mike Silvestrini, and he is into renewable energies and he's a CEO of a company, but he's also into conservation and he's been working with Africa in preserving their wildlife. He finds that you run into obstacles and you have to work through those obstacles, but you cannot stop. But his quote is this, conservation has to be infinite in order for it to matter at all. Yeah, and there's no question about that. Absolutely. So yes, you do have to work yeah. infinitely. I gave a talk recently to the Sierra Club and I said, you know what? Animals on this planet go extinct. For 5 billion years before humans showed up, 99% of the animals on Earth have gone extinct. So the Earth is spinning. The Earth is made up of birth, growth, death, and rebirth. Recycling of energy on Earth. Okay? So... What humans are doing right now is we're not paying attention to how the earth actually works as a single unit. We're accelerating this rate of extinction. But if humans want to stay around on this planet for a little longer, we got to stop with this electromagnetic bombardment of planet earth. The kids need to learn all about this stuff. I talked to a 12 year old. They don't have a hundred million dollars in the bank. They don't own vast estates out in the countryside. They have themselves and the environment of which they love and they get along with. I think that's the biggest gift that we have to planet Earth right now are kids from eight to 14 years old. If they're given the proper education worldwide on what's happening on planet Earth and how we can get back into harmony and balance with mother, they get it in a heartbeat. Terry, thank you so much for that. I'm going to go back into my archives and pull out Conserve, Protect, Recycle. So thank you for that. But uh, to end the episode, what are your last inspiring words regarding sea life? I personally am making a new underwater movie every single day. And I'm going to post these underwater movies up on my YouTube, which is underwater to web. So it's underwater, the number two, web, W-E-B. So please, folks, go on my underwater. It's all kid-friendly YouTube movies. 99% of these movies are fun and beautiful and show you our incredible underwater creatures around the planet because 99% of the earth is still fun and beautiful and flowing and going forward. Now, I also have movies about the 1%, but they're all very scientific and they're all geared for young kids to watch. So what I would ask everyone out there in the world that's listening right now to do two things. Get closer to your children. Make sure that they're educated about the environment. Understand how incredibly loving and intelligent they are. And if you're going to be on the computer or TV, Google marine life 
wildlife movies. Watch Animal Planet. Watch The Blue Planet. Listen to David Attenborough. You know, I mean, there, the media right now is filled with all kinds of amazing wildlife and, and movies. This is the way we need to start educating our kids. And the kids then will teach the parents. And we'll have a better future. Terry Lilly, everything wild in nature. <laughs> that is Terry. Thank I you. Love you. you know what? My mom, I got to say one last thing because my mom passed away recently and oh. she was my, big, my biggest supporter. My mom let me run around at two years old out in the woods and play with sharks and catch snakes. And same with my dad. So I, I had this really beautiful upbringing. But when my mom could never figure out what I did for a living, when people would ask her, she'd always giggle and laugh. And she said one day, well, my son, Terry, knows everything in the world about nature that nobody else cares to know. <laughs> <laughs> and so I say back to my mom right now as she's smiling, I'm going, guess what, mom? They're starting to care. Yes. Yes. Terry Lilly, I've always cared, and I know there's listeners out there who have always cared. You are reaching and a huge number of minds, hearts, and souls with your work. So thank you so much for being right. here on Mahalo, Your Positive you. Imprint. All right, we'll see you. Bye-bye. Aloha. Aloha. Next week's Positive Imprints feature the creators of Lenoba Design, Lars Noah Baldeskilde and David Singh. Terry Lilly and his work may be found at underwater, the number two, web.com. Don't forget to share episodes, download, subscribe, or follow this podcast, and leave positive reviews. Get inspired to activate your own positive imprint. Your positive imprint. What's your PI?